I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 470 of the Chuck and Brad Podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? You know how sometimes on the podcast, I'm just in a bad mood and I have a shrieking fit at you or on you Uh for for virtually no reason? Yes. It could happen tonight. Really? Yeah. All right, let's see. I'm a little little sleepy, a little cranky because of that. Wow. And uh, I spilled chicken noodle soup all over myself at lunch. Twice. Yes. Twice you did that. Twice. I heard that. Um, How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I mean, uh, I think we should just address something real quick. Yes. Last week, we did a podcast blackout week where we did not release a new episode um, in light of the turmoil going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give a quick, you know, I'll say it represents the podcast, but you yeah, can tell so. me if you have different feelings than me. Bring them on. Um, you know, <clears throat> uh, after the murder of George Floyd, um, there was this, uh, you know, many protests and new um focus on the black lives matter movement right and i wanted to say basically up front that we are solidly in support of black lives matter we are um and we think that we should make that known yet we understand that we're not the people that should be talking right now right so we just want to make that known put that out there um we're in support of the protests we're disgusted by that you know the actions of a lot of police in the world and, right. and systematic racism. Um, and, uh, but we, we know that, you know, we're two white men yep. who really should be listening more than anything else. Right. And so we acknowledge that because I, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was conflicted because I did see a lot of people being like, white people should be quiet right now. And I'm like, that makes sense. Right. But then I'm like, oh, what if someone, you know, didn't know how I felt? Right. What if they didn't? What if they're like, "Oh, this guy's keeping his mouth shut." Maybe he feels like, "Yeah." You ever feel like that? Yes, very much so. Especially be, in yeah. in in the uh, early like the online activism portion. Right. There was definitely pressure from at least the people I follow of like, "This is what you have to do right now, otherwise you aren't supporting." And and that has waned. Yeah. Where it's been, hey, people support in different ways. Yeah. Some people give money. Some people educate. Some people protest. Mm-hmm. Like all these different things. And I and I, you know. I, I support in my way. Yeah, right. Um, and it's weird because I'm I'm pretty non-confrontational. I don't I know. I know like to are. take a stance on like little things. Yeah, yeah. Much yeah. less big things that could cause someone to dislike me. Yeah. But in this, you know, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, this is yeah, it's too much. Um, yeah. So basically, you know, we've we've been disgusted at uh, all the stuff that's that's come out and all the you know the things that are being brought to light um, and stuff that's been be- being brought to light for the past several years. Right. Um, and right now we solidly stand with everybody that uh, that is protesting and trying to get some real change in there. Right. Um, and it's tough because I feel like a lot of people are very militant about it. And right. I totally understand that. I'm trying to, like I've posted on Facebook a lot and I have a lot of like social media friends and followers. Right. So I get a lot of engagement from people who are on both sides. Right. And I'm like, man, like, I do think if you want people to change, you got to reach out to them and talk to them directly right. and answer their questions and educate them. And so I'm trying to do that with people who don't understand this stuff. Um, and I'm trying to get through to those people. Right. Like there are a lot of people 
I did want to say this that are saying like, hey, like there, you know, there's a lot of stuff about how like just cops are pieces of shit across the board and there are good cops too. And this is my response to that, that I want these people to understand. Just like all lives matter and you, the response is like, yeah, but we're not worried about all lives right now. We're worried about black lives matter because of the problems. Yes. When people say, if you think there are good cops too, that's not what we need to focus on right now. We need to focus on eradicating the police that you see in these videos that come out daily, taking advantage of people, murdering people, and escalating situations. That's what matters right now. So even if you feel in your heart, there are good cops too. My uncle's a cop. My grandfather's a cop. Not the focus right now. Plus, there's so many dogs that are cops. Yeah, the dogs are good. Um, so that's that's it. We just want to say we're solidly in support of that, and uh, we, you know, for the people who think we should shut up, we're saying it and we're shutting up. Yes, you know, and we're listening um, and getting better, right? I hope so. I hope everyone gets better. Yeah, you know, there, it's funny because the whole white privilege thing. I think that a long, uh, you know, a while ago, several years ago, when it became more common and normalized as like a phrase, there are probably a lot of people who were like white privilege, blah blah blah, and they didn't really understand what it meant. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm not someone who ever really spoke out against it, but I know that there are people who are like, oh, I don't know if I believe in white privilege. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel has been doing a lot of great, essentially monologue type videos this week to kind of deal with some of this stuff. Right. And he did a great one about white privilege. And I don't really want to butcher it, but essentially it was because it was like, you know, there are people who are white, who are poor. Right. Or who didn't get things handed to them and they're offended by the idea of white privilege. Right. When the truth is... um, White privilege basically means, like, of all the problems that you can face in your life, everyone has random ones, and one for you was not the color of your skin. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a great way to put it for understanding white privilege. But there's a video out there with kind of like, I don't want to say stick figures, but it's a very simplified animation. Right. And it shows you throughout the years uh, how systemic racism has led to where we are now. Right. And how it has hurt the black community and uh, led to this this like you know revolution yeah um and that video i think is so succinct and well put together that um you know that's that's the best explanation for people who don't really understand it right so i say if you don't understand it go seek that out if you think you feel differently yep go go watch the watch that video i wish i had a name for it but i mean if you looked if you look up like explaining systemic racism or explaining white privilege this video will come up. It's been right. shared a million times. Look yep. it up on Google or whatever social media feed you like. And uh, it might change your mind. And I hope you can be open to that. Yeah. Uh, but that's all we're going to say. Yep. We're here to listen. We're here to help. We're here to support. Yep. Right? Perfect. And and really, you know what? It's not our job to explain Black Lives Matter. Nope. It's our job to help and listen. Right. It's our job to to do a funny podcast oh yeah i mean job is a funny word in this in that instance <laughs> we're just <laughs> yeah i tried to i tried to claim unemployment they were like what was your yearly income in the podcast last year and i'm like we spent eight thousand dollars <laughs> they're like oh okay well you can only spend 40 percent of that yes. I was like, god damn it yes <laughs> that's me that was me handing out money that was me giving out money who are you giving that money to <laughs> by i guess by job i mean our uh our responsibility our responsibility to, to this podcast yeah. is to, to be entertain fun fun. Yeah. yeah so we have a lot of fun facts and uh stories and uh i don't know about facts but you know opinions i'll offer some facts yeah 
Cheese is good. Yeah, there That's you go. That's not a fact. See, Brad's not going to upset anybody with that. So, well, he'll, so he'll say it. Say it. Yeah, somebody's like, I'm lactose intolerant. Like, oh, man. That means they hate cheese. You want to hear a thing? Yes, of course. I hate when, first of all, no offense to anybody. Oh, boy. I hate when people say I'm lactose and they mean I'm lactose intolerant. Who says I'm lactose? Are you crazy? I've never heard that. More people say I'm lactose than I'm lactose intolerant. Never They're heard like, it. Oh, she can't have milk. She's lactose. I, I, Who are these people that you're talking to? Are you to? crazy? Are, I'm not crazy. Nobody in recorded history has said I'm lactose to mean I'm lactose Please intolerant. Please listen right now. No. Stop listening to the podcast. Write chuckandbrad at gmail.com. Have you ever heard anyone who's lactose intolerant say either I'm lactose or be explained as being lactose? Shelly's lactose. Like they say things like that. I have never heard it. And it's and maybe I'm talking to smart people and you're talking to less smart people. I don't know about that. I think that it's hard because, uh, you know, I don't know where I fall on colloquialism sometimes. Right. You know, like, like you'll be like, I died a million times in this video game. Yes. Is that the same as saying I'm lactose? No. Why not? Uh, because I mean, one is hyperbole and one is just. I, I, it's not, it's uh, not like, like it's like, not a shorthand. It, right, I'll, I'll say this: Is it a shorthand? Uh, not really. Well, we've talked about the idea of me and you saying this person always does this, right? Or this person never does this. Yeah. Isn't that hyperbole? Yeah. But we don't. But you said you didn't like that before, right? No. All right. Here, here we go. Yeah. Let's get back to lactose. Yes. Football announcers. Yeah. Will say that player is out for the rest of the game with a knee. Drives me crazy, <laughs> but I've never Drives I me crazy. I've never heard. <laughs> flip over my couch, set my TV on fire. Is it really that different from saying they they never wash the dishes? Uh, I died a million times. Is it really that different? It's factually inaccurate. I, I mean, in the sense that like they're both using you're saying something that's factually inaccurate, right? Yes, it, like in that sense, yes. I almost I almost think it's like more of a. Uh, like, put it this way, if I was like, if you're like, if I said, I'm watching Breaking Bad right now. Right. And you went, ah, the Breaking B. Is that the same as saying I'm lactose? Ah, I, I, I first of all, yeah, that is something I would say. But I, 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 I think it's the I'm same. Not you're shortening that, it. I'm not saying that nobody is saying Shelly's lactose. All right. I'm saying I have never heard it. Okay, that's fine. But isn't it This the is same my as shrieking that? fit I right hate, now. I hate when people say I'm lactose. Are people saying I'm gluten? I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. I was face to face with someone. Okay. Six inches away. And they said, ah, I'm COVID this week. <laughs> now I'm in your house, in your kitchen. I'll tell you all the, the whole story in a minute. Well, I mean, we're six feet away. It's a long table. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, my point is, I think that you can, I'll put this, are, are there any titles that you shorten? Probably. Yeah. Shawshank. Shawshank. What's the difference between saying I'm lactose intolerant and I'm lactose and you saying Shawshank or Shawshank Redemption? You know what? There's no difference, Chuck. <laughs> is I just a... never heard anyone say I'm know, lactose. Is... That's my point. Oh, I hate the I'm lactose. Okay. But in Are... that defense, does that make sense? Uh, Shawshank? In in that specific instance? No, there's not specific if instance. If they're like, yeah, I wanted instance. to have a glass of milk while watching Shawshank, but I'm lactose. <laughs> If you want to say that, fine. No, but I'm just saying, like, isn't shortening anything that same thing? I mean, the out with a knee is identical. Yes, it is. Uh, Shawshank, why is that different in any context? I don't know. Is it I, different? I, I don't have a great response for you. I don't think it is. All right, so let's start saying I'm lactose. Let's think of other things that we shorten. Can we think <laughs> of another one? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, boy, the most of them are bathroom euphemisms. You know what's weird? If you, if that, like, you know how you like the Chicago Bears? Yeah. 
you would say, if they were the Chicago Bumblebees, you would say the bees. Blackhawks. I say the hawks. Is that okay? Ah, it's weird because I feel like that's because, again, a larger, uh, like a critical mass, in this case of fans, uh, refer to it that way. I don't know that we've hit a critical mass of people saying I'm lactose. Oh, we have. We have. We need. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do two tests right now. Ugh. Hey, gonna, this is going to be a, a live Facebook test. It's Great. 9, 12 p.m. Hey, everybody. Have you ever, what should I put? Have you ever heard uh, someone say, I'm lactose, when they mean I'm lactose intolerant? Um, I, I, and then in parentheses, or have you ever heard someone who's lactose intolerant Say refer well refer yeah. to refer to as being lactose. Now we're gonna find out. I just put it on my Facebook feed. What a scientific <laughs> what? method. Well, this, is, this is good. I have forty three hundred Facebook friends. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna put it on Twitter and, and if I put it on Twitter and Instagram, that's ten thousand people. That's yeah, pretty good. Is. All right. Right? Sure. Well, I'm gonna boost it, so it's are, gonna go to everybody. Are you, that's 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 gonna be your forty percent of eight thousand dollars is just boosting this, so more people see it and respond to it. <laughs> are people also saying I'm gluten in terms of gluten intolerance? Yes, because I've never heard that. Wow. So I, uh, I I gotta say I hate it too. Yeah. But I'm trying to see if it's my own intolerance, not lactose. My own intolerance that is uh, making me judge it this way. I'll say, yeah, it's it's weird. I, I was thinking about language today because I, I was on uh, uh, somewhere and it was like, these are 20 slang terms that kids are using. And it was like a definition of lit and a definition of shook and a definition of stan. I know all those. And I, I knew most of them. The wig was one I didn't know. Yeah. It was like, it's so amazing that you flip your wig. Yeah. Uh, or, you know. Flip your wig, of course. Oh, what, is, what was the wig? Slang. I wigged out. No, it's it's like oh, I I not wigged out, but it like it made me wig. Yes. Did we talk about Arkansas on the podcast? The, the movie? movie? Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just I I've I've been very aware of language today. Yeah. And uh, how old I am? Did you know that I for the longest time I refused to use sweet as like a, a, a positive adjective in, was, in the mid 90s because you're like there's no sugar element to it. it it wasn't that it was just like guys i i realize what we're all doing here as a, it's a generational thing late gen x early millennial uh i'm not going to be a part of this i'm going to continue to say cool when you guys say sweet yeah and it, you know it took a while for me to come around to to say sweet also the week the phrase i'm straight Referring to like, hey, you know, like I, like I'm good, I'm all set, whatever. Uh, I saw it. I think it was in the movie Menace to Society, and I watched it with uh, a friend in high school. And he, you know, they're like, hey, do you want anything to eat? And he's like, no, I'm straight. And I thought it was like the funniest phrase I'd ever heard. Like I fell off the couch laughing. I'm straight. Yeah. Huh? Do you like weak? You ever say weak? Not often, dude. That's weak. No, I, you know, I did. Yeah. Yeah. But South Park. L- less, South Park. Uh, yeah. Basketball. Yeah. Hit me at the time. At a time, the movie Basketball where I was very susceptible to my word, my wording changing. Right. So sweet, weak, dude, all that stuff yep. really became part of my lexicon. Right. Uh, anyway, so I'm at my house. You're lactose. Minding my own business. Right. I'm slightly lactose. Yep. Intolerant. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, uh, 
I was waiting for this thing to come in. I guess I got a new camera. Right. I was waiting for a stabilizer to come in that you hold and then it, there's a counterweight in the bottom. Right. And I don't know why, but for some reason, you know, Amazon hires these goddamn idiots uh, to just deliver packages and they're like, listen, you're not a delivery person. Bring this to the truck's house. You, you ever deal with this? Yes. What do they call it? Flex, flex drivers? Something like that. Yes. Assholes. And so they deliver a lot of my stuff next door to the oh, house wow. next door to me. Wow. And I have a big sign on my front of my house that has my number on it. Right. So it's like your package was delivered and I'm all excited. I'm, I'm tumbling down the stairs trying to get it. Right. Um, barely pulling on boxers to get out in public. Open my side door. You've got a knee. I got a knee, but I'm still getting there. Yep. I'm a little feeling a little lactose. Yep. But uh, open my side door where it's, you know it says side door delivery. Yep. Nothing. Like, ah, those idiots, they delivered to the front door. Right. Which I don't like because it's on a bus stop. Yep. Go to the front. Nothing. I'm like, what the hell? I look at the Amazon delivery confirmation. Mm-hmm. It's the next It's next door. Right. Because they take a picture of it. Yep. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, well, this has happened like three times. Walk over there. Packages are gone. Wow. Meaning the person took them inside. Yeah. Now, next door to me is, is a building that's like a duplex. There's two apartments. Right. And so I'm like, knock, 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 knock. Nothing. Knock, knock, knock. I'm all excited for this goddamn stabilizer. Knock, 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 knock. Bang, bang, bang. Knock, knock, knock. Go to the front. Knock, 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 knock. knock. Bang, bang, bang. Go back to the door. Finally, someone comes to the door. Okay. The doorknob is missing. (laughs) Okay. So they put their eye through and they're looking at it. Like a cartoon. Yep. And uh, they're like, hello. And I'm like, yes. And they're like. Is that their actual voice or were they doing. It was Robin Williams doing Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. That's what I was wondering. And. I was like, yes. I'm like, I'm sorry. I live next door and uh, I had some packages delivered here and they brought them here by accident. And they've actually brought them over before. So they know. Right. And I don't even know who it is. Yeah. So I show them the, the phone and I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I've been knocking. I don't know if it's a person upstairs, if they can even hear me knock. Right. And she goes, oh, um, I'm COVID. I'm like, the disease is speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop being so mean, COVID. Um, by the way, got someone commented back to my my Facebook. Oh, good. What did they say? They said, yup, definitely have said I'm lactose. Well. Who is it? Ugh. I talked about not banging her on the podcast. I mean, that could be anyone. You've talked about not banging a ton of people. That's <laughs> true. I did. Yeah. But I remember one time we, we syndicated our episodes on a radio station and I was like, I haven't listened to this episode in a long time. And they played it in the middle of the day. It was at one o'clock. And I and I played I turned on BRU. It was yep. on WBRU. And I'm like, Brad, don't look at me like that. I didn't go back to bang this girl. And I was okay. like, ooh, I'm like, are they playing that <laughs> in public at 1 p.m.? They did. Anyway, uh made a lot of allegations that night, just about people and their drug use. Right. And um anyway, she goes, I'm COVID. And I was like, oh boy what yeah. like, what am i supposed to please, do please don't cough on my package well she's so she's behind a door right. so i feel pretty comfortable yeah you know i'm not super close to the door hole right. and um she's like oh i'll talk to my upstairs neighbor neighbor and see if they brought it in and i was like oh you know don't kill yourself uh you know right. I'm, I'm gonna go back to my house and i'm like what do i do because now the packages have been in a house a coronavirus positive home right if we're to understand what she means is that she has COVID-19. Right. She might have 18 or 17. Yeah. In which case, vaccines will take care of me. Um, So I was like, what should I do now? What would you do? Um, Your neighbor uh, says, I'm COVID. I have your packages. uh, Two Amazon packages. And one of them you're excited for. Assuming assuming they... uh, 
they bring you the packages, you mm -hmm. put on gloves, you open the packages outside, take them inside and you're fine. That's what I did. Yeah. And I even opened the boxes right. and I let the package, the, 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 the items tumble out. Good. And then I threw the box away. Yeah. So I didn't get, I hope I didn't get it. Um, but, uh, yeah, isn't that weird? I'm COVID. It's very weird. Yeah. It's weird because I think it's been around for so much less time than lactose intolerance. That's that, true. You know, it surprised me. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, Ashley Gilday commented. I definitely said it. That's All right. one so far. Okay. We'll see what other people say. Now I feel bad for mocking the intelligence of people who say it. I like Ashley Gilday. Hey, I tried to... Um, someone, okay, someone on Twitter said, no, that is funny though. Well, okay. That's all we got so far. All right, all right. Let's see Instagram. Do we have anything on Instagram? Oh, Did anyone read? <laughs> most exciting video podcast in history. Chuck's, Chuck checks his social media. Well, uh, <laughs> someone commented, the variation I once heard was, I'm a lactose. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm on board with that. <laughs> wow, I like that's new to me. Yeah. I like that one. Though. I'm a lactose. All right. So, uh, yeah, we did do a podcast last week in yep. support of Black Lives Matter. And so now we have two weeks of like small things that kind of added up. So let's talk about it. I thought you told me you had two dumb Chuck stories. I got th that wasn't even one of them. Wow. That wasn't even one. Here's a funny one. You want to hear another dumb Chuck story right yeah, away? Or do you want to pepper them out? Oh, it's so tough. Actually, I'll give you the this one's not that dumb. All right. I'll get to this in a minute. Um, I'm getting another car. Yes. I got another car. Yes. Um, <clears throat> And I was th last night. I was thinking. I'm like, man. I'm like, I'm like, man. I should get an easy pass, right? Yes, you should. Now, for those of you who are Brad, you know that I use your easy pass when I go to Jersey. Yes, it, it's legal. Oh my! No, my my. Oh yeah, you're you're registered to my. I'm registered uh, my to thing. your account. Yeah. So, so here's what happened. Years ago, I went up for well, Kevin Smith's. Uh, what were we filming? Vulgarthon. Yeah. When Kevin came to Jersey for Vulgarthon, I was filming with Brian and Walt. We filmed a bunch of stuff. And I got, I went into this Easy Pass thing and it didn't read the Easy Pass for right. some reason, right? Yeah. It tried to bill me 50 bucks. Yes. They sent me in the mail like a, you know, bill, whatever. Right. Which is weird. Why? If it wasn't, oh, because they didn't think I had Easy Pass. Right. I get it now. Yeah. So it went to the, your car's registered address. Got it. And I was like, I did have Easy Pass in that trip, and I wrote them a whole thing. Right. We went back and forth for months. This is this is August second of two thousand nineteen, eighteen. Yep. Went back and forth for months. I was calling them. They're like, oh, they're like, you gotta send us this. I sent them the stuff, and they mislabeled it, and I called yeah. back. So anyway, I don't know what the deal is with that charge. I, I will say I made sure to pay the actual toll. Right. Right then. Yep. Which is two bucks, but I was like, I refused to pay the fifty dollar late fee, and so I was like, I sold my car. This is great. I can I can uh, I can get around this. Mm -hmm. I went to go register last night. Yep. I have the same license plate, so it's still tied to your account. Can yep. you take it off your account? Yeah. I think if we could have, we would have done this already. Uh, no, we were waiting for this to get resolved before I took it off my Why? account. Um, I don't know. No, there's got to be a better reason than that. It was it, you said I'm as soon as I get it resolved, I'm going to get my own Easy Pass. Yes, but oh, because. Be, uh, because it, we were waiting for them to process the fact that you had an easy pass at that time so that you could, wouldn't okay. have to pay this $50. Okay. I never, I never really heard about it again. Yeah. So what should I do now? I mean, do you, do you reach out to the same people and say, hey, do I still owe you $50? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to do that. Right. Because I don't want them to say, yes, you do. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, so, I mean, they haven't done anything to me. Right. They, they, would they have reached out to you again or, or this like, took, a, this was, yeah. this took a long time. Yeah. Anyway. So I thought one of my stories was going to be how I got around that. Right. Didn't work. Yeah. So anyway, my easy pass, uh, scam of getting around this goddamn thing is, it's still active. I'll take you off my account. So here's the actual, dumb if, thing. you know what, if, if, uh, if enough people say they've never heard someone say <laughs> I'm lactose, <laughs> then I'll take you off the account. Otherwise you're staying on there. All right. Two, I got, I got another one that says. Yeah, those people can be so cheesy. Uh, so that's a little joke. Kenny yep. Rubanus. And uh and then another guy put fuck that noise bra. So All right. Uh not a lot of help. So we're still pretty even. Yeah, I guess. I mean so. it's only been thirteen minutes. Someone said yes and I hate it. All right. Oh boy. Let's see. Nothing on Instagram. All right. I don't know. We are kind of still tied, I guess. Um all right, so here's my actual other dumb chuck story. All right. Someone just said I have heard people say this. Okay. Someone just commented. I don't know. It's kind of a lot of comments so far. Yeah. Pretty, pretty fast. So I lost my credit card, my Citibank card. Okay. I'm like, God damn it. Um, I couldn't find it. I got a new car. Searching the car. There's it's, there's nowhere it could be hiding in the car. Right. Um, looking at my house. I clean my house. I can't find my credit card. I'm like, God damn, God damn. Searching my car. Trying to sign up for the Easy Pass. Right. And I'm like, where's my credit card? I got to sign up for things and do things and... and setting up car payments and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, where could it be? And I'm like, let me flash back. And I looked at my bank history. Right. And I'm I'm like, let's see, where is it? One of the last couple of things I got. And it's like, you went to CVS and you spent $3 uh, in the pharmacy window for Fluca, 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 Fluca nodes, Flucazone, Flucazone, Flucazone. I don't know. But I think Fluca knows this funny. Flu- if, if, what's it called? The spray. We always do this. What, what's it no, this? you always do this. No, well, then you tell me what it is if you don't I, know what it is. I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's a nasal spray. Yeah. Um, Flucazone? I don't think that's right, but let's go with it. Flucas. I think that's the generic. And right. the, the real name is something else. Right. So I was like, let me think about this. And I'm like thinking back. I'm like, why would that be? Where? Why would I lose it there? And I'm like, I remember her being like, Handing me the bag right. with the Flucazone. And she goes, I put your card in the bag. Ah. Like, Where did that bag go? <laughs> and so like I'm looking at my car and I'm like, I tore up the bag. And I'm like, I threw it away. Yep. I crumbled it up, yep. cleaned out my car, put it in the trash outside of my house. Yes. Rolled it to the street. Uh-huh. Put it in front of my house to be picked up by the garbage men. Yep. Who I already have a little bit of an issue with. <laughs> You've moved past that. <laughs> and uh I'm like the trash is still out there. So I Good. go out in the trash. This is three in the morning. I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's so much gross food on yes, top of it. Yes, there like, is. You know, I'm, I'm digging through. Yep. You know, I have a banana peel. On my head. Oh, yeah. There's an old have, boot somewhere. I have a fish skeleton yep. sticking out of my <laughs> You fall in and it's just why your feet it, kicking why away. The, why is it always the fish skeleton? I don't know. Yeah. It's the it, banana peel, fish skeleton, boot. Yep. That's classic, classic trash. trash. Classic yeah. trash. Um, digging, digging, digging. I'm like, I see the Seven Stars Bakery bag from when I ate a loaf of bread on Sunday. Not my fault. I'll tell you that in a second. And I'm like, oh, and I, I look at the bag. Another brown bag. CVS. Wrap it open. Credit card goes straight in the air. Ah, sewer grate. Oh no. I'm no. Just <laughs> <laughs> the 
would be so. That weird. would be amazing. <laughs> you rip open because of the sewer. That would be crazy. It's just elation yeah. to despair. <laughs> um, and I got the credit card back. Well, that's good. But isn't that pretty good? It is. I, I had like a memento. Right. You know, it was me and my car looking, and like I looked at my credit card, and I went like, oh, and I looked up, and it was like. Kaiser Sose, Unusual Suspects, yeah, yeah. End of Memento, yeah. Final Scenes of Fight Club. It was all that slow motion, remembering the girl handing me, like, I put the credit card in the bag. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I got the credit card back. But That's great. Yeah, that was pretty good. I feel I, like a detective. I'm glad you got your card back. Yeah, it was good. Um, What was it talking about? Oh, Seven Stars. Yeah. Seven Stars Bakery. It's not a big deal. Very small. Um, Went to Seven Stars Bakery. Amazing place around Rhode Island. Four locations, I think. And they make this Vermont cheddar bread. Right. We went there. They're like, you can order from your car. Ordered half a loaf of cheddar bread, sliced. Go pick it up. Uh-huh. Full loaf. Ooh, boy. Not sliced. Ooh. Caveman time. Yep. All day. Housing it. Me and my dog. One for me, one for you. One for me, one for you. Yep. And uh, yeah, so that's why I had that bag. Ah, uh, it, it, it's really good. It is good. It's um, great bread. Speaking of food places, I have a food place. Tell me the food. Uh, mission Cold Brew. Yes, I already like this mission. In Fall River. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts, yep. just over the state line. Yep. Uh, it is in the Quarry Mills building. Yes. And right now they have limited hours because of COVID. So I think it's only Monday and Tuesday, like yes. nine to two or something like that. Mm-hmm. I got an Ultimo from there. I think it's the best coffee drink I've ever had. Whoa, Ultimo. Like I, I finished it, which is something I rarely do yeah. with coffee drinks. And I finished it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so if you are around the Fall River area and you're interested in trying a new coffee place that also, you know, like benefits others when you buy from there, whatever, yes. uh, you know, it, it's like, I guess the, the drawback would be that it's on the second floor of a mill building. So you have to like go in and get on the elevator and whatever. That's fun. But, that kind of makes it a little bit it, more. It does. Uh, and you know, you order from your phone and it's yep. ready by the time you get there and, and everything. Like so, but yeah, the Ultimo is what I had. Their menu is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so I cannot recommend Mission Cold Brew uh, enough. That's awesome. In, in terms of, you know, uh, like nice coffee places. When are we going to go? I want to go. Um, yeah, uh, maybe next week. If, if, uh, let's see how, how work shakes out for me. Maybe I'll take a lunch break run out there. Okay, cool. I'm down. Yeah. I would like to, I'd like to try it. I'm very excited that there's a new, uh, good coffee place around. Yeah. Um, I also, I noticed there's a new one in Warren too, but I don't want to get too specific location, right. but that's great. That sounds yeah. awesome. I'd like to try it. And I like, a I like signature drinks a lot. Like there's yeah. one place called, Mm, what's it called? Garbage cookie, monster cookie. Mirasol's. Mirasol's Cafe. In there's, Dartmouth. There's a couple of those too, yeah. I think. And they make a coffee drink called the Chippy. Yep. Delicious, but like very sweet. Yes. It's like, cold, it's like uh, espresso and coffee milk. Yes. And for people who are not from Rhode Island, coffee milk is basically like chocolate milk with like a coffee-based coffee syrup yeah. that's like sugary. It's oh, so good. And then uh, it's like uh, coffee ice cream, yes. but as a milk glass. Right. And then there's another place in Warren, Rhode Island called um, Nectar de la Vida, and they have a thing called the House Venom, Ooh. and it's very similar to that. I didn't know anything about that. Oh, you never had the House no, Venom? No, I've never had that. You would like it a lot. Yeah, I'm sure I would. It's very good. Nectar de la Vida is great. Their their coffee's great. You know, we rarely go in for their coffee, right. because usually we're driving around, tooting, um, and uh, well, there's a toot, like, you know, you're beeping your horn. Oh, I thought it was like, like we're, 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 we're farting like children, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we were children do you think adults fart and children too yes is that how you think of it yes i do um i think yeah is there a worse word than fart because i'm i'm more in that direction (laughs) (laughs) like a gargoyle screech 
like rip ass is that gina always says it sounds like the farts are like desperately trying to escape my ass that's what she says <laughs> i mean who um, could blame my him? girlfriend and um yeah their stuff is great uh actually i got a pumpkin latte from them two years ago for when we went to the go to the, our you know our pumpkin day yeah i remember in the fall <laughs> i do i like i remember this yeah it yeah. was delicious yeah um but yeah well i'm glad you had some new coffee that's great yeah it was good stuff um uh, Craig DePina from the Needless to Say podcast yes. has commented on the lactose thing. Good. He wrote, I prefer lactose in a, incapable. No room for intolerance, intolerance in my life. <laughs> Which I think is pretty cute. Yeah. That's a cute answer. He's a good dude. All right. So let's see some movie news and music news and news in the entertainment world. Yes. From punknews.org. No effects and Frank Turner to release Split Covers LP. Love it. No effects is a, a seminal punk band. Yeah. And Frank Turner, how would you describe him? He's a, a folk punk guy Welsh. from England. Yes. Uh, from Wessex, in fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed his uh, Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls, all, all his uh, stuff with them. Yes. Uh, over the past probably eight or nine years. Yes. Uh, I was a little late to the party, but uh, I'm there. Yeah, I, you know, I've 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 been on board, and so it's basically he'll play some no effects songs. No effects will play some Frank yes, Turner songs. That's right, and uh, it'll be great. So the songs that no effects are cover are covering are well. It's funny because I can't really tell the uh, what's the here are the here's a track list. Right, substitute. You don't know who this by? Nope. Worst things happen at sea. Thatcher fucked the kids. That's a Frank Turner original that no effects covered. Okay. Ballad of Me and My Friends. That's Frank Turner. That no effects. Uh, by the way, probably my favorite Frank Turner song, and one of my favorite songs. Are you in looking? General. Are you looking forward to this then? Yeah. Oh, very much so. Glory Hallelujah. Uh, that's Frank Turner. Yeah. Okay. So the first so, five. So the first five are, Frank. are no effects covering Frank Turner. Yep. Do you know the second five? Nope. Oh, I I know one of them. I know Bob. Scavenger type. Okay. That's one of my favorites. You know that song? Yes. Pro yes, scavenger type. Yep. Bob, eat the meek. That's Ooh. one of my favorites. Nice. Uh, perfect government. Okay. And falling in love, which I don't really know those right. two songs from No Effects, even though I love No Effects. Yep. What songs? I don't know what album are those on. I don't know. I I, I wish he did the decline, of course. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Frank Turner does the decline. There's a like Frank Turner does their song the Linoleum, and that's yes. that's at least on Spotify. I don't know what right. record it's on, but right. like you know, if you search Frank Turner Linoleum, you would find it. Wow, Street 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 Manifesto does Linoleum as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, no Effects is done. The rancid split previously, yep. and oh, that's the best. All right, from the laughbutton.com, for you comedy fans, a new George Carlin documentary is in the works from Judd Apatow. Wow. Which, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see his Gary Shandling documentary? I did not. You should watch it. Oh, no, it's it's on the list. See, for me, Gary Shandling and the Larry Sanders show is a little bit before my time. Yep. But holy shit, did I appreciate that documentary. Nice. It's crazy sad. Uh, you know, one of my favorite podcasts is WTF with Mark Maron. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know his his girlfriend Lynn Shelton, like passed away suddenly two weeks ago. Yes, so sad. She was a director. Anyway, it was so sad. And um, I was listening to WTF this week, and it's Mark Maron interviewing Jerry Seinfeld. Uh-huh. And it's over Zoom or whatever, or Skype. And um, he says he starts talking to him, and it's funny because Mark Maron. I think this is just my personal opinion. He's a little combative with Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. The intro of the show is about how he never really understood the appeal. Interesting. Which I think is pretty ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> um, or he never, he's like, I never got it. I never got it. Like, that's yeah. the kind of thing he does. Why? Um, and uh, 
he kind of is coming at him like gently, like, you know, there's not a lot of risk when all you're doing is set up punchline jokes and joke, 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 joke. Right. There's not a lot of yourself in there. Sometimes you see a guy go up and do jokes and by the end of the set, you still don't know who he is. Right. He says. And Jerry Seinfeld is like, the laugh is the hardest thing to do. So if I do the laugh, I did the hardest part of it. And that's what's important to me. Interesting. The laugh above everything. Yeah. Not above self, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and and Mark Marin and I just say I just brought up the you know the recent situation he went through because I don't know if this affected like his emotionality. He starts talking to him about the movie comedian, the documentary that Jerry yeah. Seinfeld did. Yep. And he starts talking to him. He's and he's he's this is like a it's totally normal. Nothing is wrong. They're not they're, they they don't know each other. They talk about the, right. And he's like he's like yeah he's like we you know when you were with Gary Shandling in comedian, it feels like and he starts breaking down and crying. Wow. And he's just like, it feels, and he's, he's talking through tears. Yep. He's like, it feels like you had someone that understood you completely. And he's just crying. Yeah. Explaining this. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it was so heart-wrenching. Yeah. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is because Gary Shandling is so important to a lot of people, so important to comedy right. and that kind of stuff that um, there are people like that who, you know, maybe we have a blind spot for because of our age or whatever. I loved It's Gary Shandling show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the documentary really makes you feel uh, his importance, right? So you should give it a shot, absolutely. And it's and it's great to hear that Judd Apatow is going to be doing um, a George Carlin, a George document. Carlin documentary yeah. because it's going to be very similar. Yeah. It says on uh, LaughButton.com a few years ago when Judd Apatow came out with the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling documentary, it sort it sort of showed us all what a really great documentary about a comedian could be. I'm going to say it here and now: the laugh button is widely full okay of poorly written articles <laughs> okay do you ever notice that whenever uh, i call on the laugh button and i'm like here's some comedy news it'll be like bah, bah, yeah yeah bah, it, bah, take, bah, it bah. takes you a little while to parse I'm the sentence like, what the fuck yeah should i talk to them i'm like i'm a journalist who writes for three local publications better than i feel bad i don't want i don't want to shit on anybody i think the laugh button's a good site but there's sentences in these articles a few a few years ago, when Judd Apatow came out with the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling documentary, it sort of showed us all what a really great documentary about a comedian could be. Too many too many that, adverbs a, there. Yeah, why sort of? You yeah. don't need a sort of in there. Yeah. What is there? No editor? Come on, man. Thanks to his journal entries and audio recordings, the film got even deeper into Shandling's brain than we might have seen, even if he was alive to tell his own story. See, that's too long of a sentence, too. I don't like that sentence. Clean it up. It was unguarded and received nearly universal acclaim. Stat. Good sentence. Yeah. That's a good sentence. Yeah. Now, Apatow is talking about doing his next deep dive into the comic brain with George Carlin serving as the subject. While while our doing press for the King of Staten Island. That's probably what was supposed to be out, right? While out doing press? Maybe. Yeah. Apatow revealed to the Boston Globe his plans for the film. I'm about to start work with my partner, Michael Bonfiglio, on a documentary about George Carlin, Apatow stated. So I'm looking forward to watching a lot of Carlin interviews and specials. I think his work turned out to be very prophetic. Bonfiglio has worked with Apatow in two other documentaries, including Doc and Daryl for ESPN. Right. And The Zen Diaries of Gally Shanling for HBO. Separately, Apatow has also, has also did a documentary. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It says... Apatow has also did a documentary on the on the Abbott Brothers titled May It Last, while Bonfiglio works on the upcoming Patrice O'Neill documentary. I'm not trying to make fun of this writer, but has also did 
is so weird. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I have things that slip through the cracks. Yep. As far as stand-up pioneers, no, nobody will argue that Carlin isn't on the Mount Rushmore of comedy. His unique point of view continues to be just as relevant today as it ever was. So we definitely are looking forward to seeing him get his due. That's good. a good. That's a good final paragraph. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm really excited for that. I. I mean, I kind of have fallen in love with the world of comedy. Yeah. Over the course of the past ten years, in a way that is a little bit deeper. Um. Than I than I felt before in terms of. Uh, just being invested in, in comedians and, right. and uh, the world of comedy and how important it is. Um, and I love this stuff. I love being educated, and this is going to be great. Yeah. All right, another article. GameSpot.com. Ooh, what's the quality of writing on GameSpot.com? It's it's really good in good. terms of... in terms of. They're never going to say someone also has did a documentary. That's true. Uh, and <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to shit on the laugh button, but that's, that's a little kooky. Yeah, you got to catch that. AMC theaters lost $2.2 billion due to COVID-19 sets reopening plan. Mere days after warning could potentially go bankrupt. See, they, they actually, they do really well at GameSpot um, in terms of their articles. AMC Entertainment, which owns the AMC chain of movie theaters, has revealed a loss of $2.2 billion in the first quarter of 2020, thanks in large part to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Still, even with those losses, the company is gearing up to once again open its doors. The news comes from Variety which reports the company plans to reopen its theaters worldwide in July after shutting them down in March. These are truly unprecedented times. The, uh, you know, Adam Aaron, our old buddy, the yes. CEO. We are confident we are taking the necessary steps on a broad array of fronts to ensure AMC's future success as we navigate these turbulent and uncertain times. Thus far, the company has revealed has not revealed what approach it will take in reopening. It's worth noting that while the state of California will allow movie theaters to open as of Friday, June 12th, AMC will instead be waiting longer, and they're not the only company doing that. Um, it says, when theaters do reopen, you should prepare yourself for a very different movie-going experience. Yes. In California, theaters will be able to operate a reduced capacity of, uh, as of June 12th. Each auditorium will be allowed to be filled to 25% capacity, or 100 people, whichever is lower. Okay. Additionally, it's being required face masks are worn when patrons are not eating or drinking. Wow, that's going to be yeah. not super fun to watch a movie with a mask on the whole time. And also hard to police. Yeah, that's tough. So yeah, we'll see. We've been kind of following uh, AMC recently ever since they talked about um, how they're not going to be supporting uh, Universal Studios doing uh, new Jurassic Park movies, new Fast and Furious, or any other uh, franchise they're invested in. Want to check back in on this lactose situation? I'd love to check back in on the lactose situation. Nope. Um, Okay, that's another. Someone said nope, but have you ever heard someone say they've condoed? I was so confused. I don't like that either. I'm going to say no. What's that? They moved into moved into a condominium or... <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah that was a new house. Eh, condoed. condoed. Yeah. Uh, oh, Marie Condo. Okay. They, yeah, they yes. cleared out their oh, stuff. That makes more sense. Stuart Greenberg. My sister-in-law decided she was selectively lactose intolerant. No butter, cheese, ice cream, but big old glass of milk was okay. So this person didn't really answer. No. Uh, he's a good guy though. Steve Stuart Greenberg. Yeah. He was actually at the Vulgarthon I was talking about oh, nice. earlier. He's a good dude. Um, let's see anything on Twitter, uh, nothing of note and Instagram. Let's see. What are people saying? Uh, by the way, I have left less of an issue with condoed than I do with I'm lactose. Um, yeah. Melissa, uh, Rodriguez or Rodericks. Rodericks. Yeah. Um, says, no. Have you ever heard someone with diabetes say they got the sugar? Mm. Yes, I have. 
I don't think I have. I mean, I haven't heard someone say it in real life, but Tracy Morgan has referenced ah, it. Ah, there we go. Okay. Uh, Mike Morency says, maybe they mean they lack toes, like they had them amputated or something. Got to come at it from all angles. I would I, I would believe that more than I would I'm lactose. Ryan Broth, uh, infamous Con- a Connecticut comedy booker and comedian. Yeah. Made the same joke. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to count up the votes at the end. All right. And uh, yeah, this is funny. All right, I got one more piece of news. You ready for this? Yes, I am. One more piece of real news. Right. And now then I have a piece of speculative news. Ooh, okay. I'm going to serve it to you with a speculum. Please Sit, don't. Get on the table. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be fucking psyched about this. Okay. More psyched than the speculum. Get your <laughs> GameSpot.com. Blank. You're going to fill it in. Okay. Is returning to consoles and mobile this year with two new games. Oh, man. I hope it's Angry Birds. The Just iconic kidding. run and gun series will return this year with a new traditional action game for consoles and something new on mobile. What is blank, Brad? It's tough. Right? I like making you guess stuff. I Today know. I made you guess restaurants. It took like 20 minutes to guess where I got dinner from. But I got there, didn't I? <laughs> you did. I didn't give you a lot of hits. Uh, Contra. Nay. Oh, boy. All right. Can you get me uh, a hint? Uh, uh, Shove me in the right direction. This is a, a game series that me and you both desperately want to beat together. We never have. Metal Slug. Metal Slug. Ah, you got it. Very, very much looking forward to that spiking <laughs> on the audio. Metal Slug, SNK's long-running scrolling shooter series, is due to make a comeback in 2020. The Korean site Inven, which we learned of via Siliconera, I don't know what that means, All right. has said that SNK CEO John C. Hwan has announced that the series will release new games on console and mobile this year. Uh, the new console Metal Slug game will reportedly be a traditional action experience, much like the past entries. Uh, the mobile title, which is apparently 80% along in development, will be a card-type mobile game. Okay. Um, man, so you and I have never beaten the Metal Slug game series. No. It's an arcade series, run and gun, yep. get some slashing in there, mm-hmm. jumping, hopping. and uh, Maybe maybe like crouching or ducking. How many are there? Six? I think so. One, it, two, it's, three. It's weird. I feel like there's, there's like an XX. And so, it's, it's so Metal Slug, one, two, three, X, four, XX. Yeah. So I think there's, I, there's six. Maybe. I think so. Uh, that'd be fun. And then you know that there's, I mean, you don't know this, but they released a 3D, like Mario 64 version of Metal Slug for PS2 consoles in Japan only. Interesting. Very, yeah. very much so. Um, I'd love if me and you played through them, just like we played through the... Uh, Streets of Rage games. The Streets of Rage series. Yeah. We got to beat Streets of Rage 4, the I new know. entry in the series. I know. Oh, man. I can't wait to do that. We got to beat World War Z, the game we've been playing together with yes. our buddies. All right, so that's all the real news. Okay. Now I have some speculative news. Okay. Specialize we'll start, me. Well, we'll start with a speculation, and then a, then a true fact, and then another spec. Okay. Spec, fact, spec. Speculation. Is it a fact sandwich or a spec sandwich? Ooh, I think it's a fact sandwich. Yeah. So, speculation. You've heard about this. In the Marvel movies, they're thinking about bringing Daredevil into the next Spider-Man movie. And it's Charlie Cox, Daredevil from okay. Netflix. All right. And quick for the people who don't know that are listening, uh, Marvel, you know, the company Marvel was before they were making their big, uh, you know, huge uh, Marvel Universe movie series. Netflix was given the license to make TV shows out of the characters Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. Right. And um, they were really successful. And Iron Fist. And Iron Fist. Yeah. And then, so they were really successful for the most part until Brad mentioned Iron Fist. And, uh, oh, I mean, it wasn't like my mentioning Iron <laughs> Fist caused it to be unsuccessful. <laughs> and, uh, and then the MCU movies came out, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 
and they didn't pay attention to any of the chronology of those Netflix shows that right. people really enjoyed. Right. Um, and those characters have not come up in the Marvel u- movies yet. I think there's been 24 Marvel movies um, in that universe. And um, yeah, bringing in Daredevil from the Netflix series would be amazing. It would be. Right? Yep. Okay. Hold your, hold your horses. That's just speculation? That's speculation. Okay. Now give me a fact. Here's a fact. Give me the meat of this sandwich. The guy... Okay. Now remember what I just said. Marvel also gave its uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four license. They sold it to Fox in the 90s. Right. So there are also the X-Men, Deadpool, and Fantastic Four movies owned by Fox that also don't cross over into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Here's the fact. Yes. The guy who played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies is in WandaVision. Oh. Which is... So basically... It's it's, it's a Marvel... Show TV show on Disney Plus, but it deals with the characters from the Marvel movies. Yes, it has the Marvel movies, like all the, yeah. the twenty four movies. So we're Scarlet talking about. Witch, Wanda, and Vision. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So, man, I don't want to get too nerdy if someone doesn't know, but basically, Fox owned all the X Men characters. Right. Marvel owned all the Avengers characters. Right. The character of Quicksilver. There was a case that could be made in either direction. He's part right. of the Avengers and the X Men, so they both used him. So Marvel made a Quicksilver in their movies and killed them off right yep. away in one movie. And the X-Men made a... Uh, sorry, I should say Marvel made one in the Avengers movies. Right. And the and Fox made one in the X-Men movies. Right. Um, and that guy who played the one in the X-Men movies is going to be in WandaVision, the TV show right. that has to do with the Avengers movies. Yep. Is he going to play an alternate universe Quicksilver? I mean, it's possible. Like, WandaVision is going to be... Spec. Right. It's going to be pretty quirky. Um, why would why would and, they why would they cast him as a role with Quicksilver's sister? Yep. and he's not playing Quicksilver. Uh, you know, I I I feel like what I've seen for the show is basically it's it's kind of what ifs, right? No, no, uh, no, that's what that, if. That, sorry, that that uh, you know, there's like one of of Wanda as a housewife and Vision as like a '50s like dad, like like a so it's like a Leave It to Beaver style show. From, from what they speculate, right? It's a show in the '60s, a show in the '70s, a show in the '80s, and a show in the '90s. Okay, four episodes. Got it. One taking place in each decade. All right. So, and there's also there's like shots of them in the sets that are right. supposed to be like I Love Lucy, Brady yes. Bunch, Roseanne, whatever. Right. Um, there's shots of them as their current versions too. So it might deal with the multiverse yeah. thing with the idea of different universes with different right. versions of people. Then it makes sense that uh, Quicksilver would show up. I think Quicksilver is going to be there. Well, the, so. And and so it's funny because, you know, Marvel accomplished this crazy thing from 2008 to 2019 where they did a 23 movie arc, made billions and billions of dollars right. and final and finished the story really yep. with making the biggest movie of all time. Right crazy and like my question since then i'm a huge supporter of the series i'm a big marvel fanboy. i said it um the question is like how do they keep this going how do they continue to make these projects good right how do they do new things bringing in the netflix show and the x-men universe come on that's the great that's a great be, next step that'd be pretty huge yeah yeah that's awesome so i'm excited for it. i hope that's i hope that's what's happening i hope daredevil comes into spider-man i hope quicksilver comes into uh wandavision yeah <clears throat> let's see so let's see what 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 movies are we watching, Brad? Tell me what movies you watched. I watched uh, three movies over the past couple of weeks. One uh, one movie was The Brothers Bloom, uh, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who also did Knives Out, The Last Jedi, Looper, movies like that. Uh, and basically, after I saw Knives Out, I'm like, I want to see the other movies this guy has done. So uh, I made a point to watch Brick, which was a movie he did that was kind of a, a noir film set at a high school, like so a, a more modern high school. So good, right? And The Brothers Bloom is about con men. 
and uh, you know them trying to uh, get rich via con. And uh, it stars, oh boy, Mark Ruffalo, Adrian Brody, and Rachel Weiss. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it was it was fun. I, I, you know, it was not Knives Out, which I absolutely adored, but uh, I really liked the Brothers Bloom. And I'm like, man, do I remember like seeing ads for this in like, you know, 2008 or whenever it was coming out. And I'm like, I don't know that I did. I don't know that I really knew a lot about it going in. So whenever you say it, I think of, uh, Oh brother, where art thou? Right. It's not that. Are you sure? Yes. Well, yes. Um, but also was, Ooh. yeah, was, I just, I just gotta go ahead. Was there a Sasha Baron Cohen movie brothers that he, uh, that, but, but, like similar, the idea of him playing, like he and another actor were playing brothers and I don't remember what it is. Yeah, there was, there was. Right. And so I, I was like, oh, it's probably that one. And then I started watching it. And I'm like, wow, Borat looks a lot like Mark Ruffalo in this one. I didn't actually think that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So, Sasha Baron. Yeah. So the brothers bloom definitely, you know, if you like con men movies or kind of heist movies, um, and then I was like, wasn't Mark Ruffalo also in now you see me like, which is another like, kind of con man heist movie. I thought you loved that movie. I do. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, The Brothers Bloom, worth the watching. The Brothers Grimby? That's what I the was thinking of. The Brothers Grimsby. Grimsby, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I was thinking of. So um, yeah, The Brothers Bloom. Yeah. Good stuff. Worth Medicine. watching. Good. Uh, I watched The the Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, and I, I can't pronounce the director's name, but he also directed The Favorite. What's, what uh, do you, how do you try to do it? It's like Yorthos, mm-hmm. uh, and then I don't even know his last name. Are you looking it up? No. Okay. Uh, he also he also wrote and directed The Lobster. I thought it was gonna be Dennis De Nuovo. No, that's uh, Denny Villanueva. Oh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, a smart movie. It's a very smart movie because I felt very dumb watching it until our pal Ray Harrington, stand-up comedian in the area. Uh, kind of explained like, oh, I loved all these metaphors and it was this and this. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then this scene, and then I was like, oh, and this scene also contributed to that. He's like, yes. So it, it was a movie that I did not, I guess, get while I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman, um, and you know other actors whose names I don't know. But uh, interesting film, smart film, and uh, if if you're a, if you're a film head, uh, give it a watch. Hey. Uh, and then the other movie I watched was Hell or a High Water, uh, and that is kind of a modern Which western. I loved. Yeah, it's about two brothers who are robbing banks to save the family ranch, mm-hmm. uh, and then the the two marshals that are trying to, or the two Texas Rangers who are trying to stop them. Right. And uh, really well acted. Like of the three movies I watched, that was probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, just good stuff. I kind of that. like the, the, the modern Western feel. I just like it. Yeah, just a too. good feeling. Me and Ray actually had a conversation, uh, you know, local comedian, international comedian. Ray yeah, Harrington, he does make us say international, doesn't um, he? Had a, had a talk the other night, and I was like, you know, I haven't really gotten into Westerns. Um, I wasn't into Westerns until Red Dead Redemption in 2010. Yep. The video game. And he said, I just, when I finished Red Dead Redemption 2, I got wicked into Westerns, and nice. I felt the same way beforehand. So he's just a couple steps behind. I think all three of us should get like 10-gallon Stetsons and just start wearing them just all the time. Ready for this? Uh, Maybe. Ready? Okay, this is uh, back to our lactose thing. Oh, good. Is it the same as when someone says, we're raising money for breast cancer? 
Ooh, that's Ooh. see, that's the that's the best one so far. Because they're not raising money for breast cancer. I hope they're not. Obviously, raising money for well, breast cancer research. There's some villains out there or treatment. Yeah. So is that the same? That's a good point. That's a great question. Right? Yeah. Someone didn't say that. They okay. said, "I've heard this and I hate it." Like when children say, "We're raising money for breast cancer." Okay. But I've heard we're raising money for breast cancer. Yes. A lot. Yes. Or we're running for cancer, whatever right. it is. It's obviously for research. So right. is it the same thing as lactose intolerance? Ah. Uh, Pretty similar. Yeah. Shawshank. That's that's the, the best argument I've heard for it yet. Yeah, me too. The idea that people say this. Although it, you know, it sets my hackles up when I hear we're raising money for breast cancer. Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh, I never I, heard I, I, I don't like that phrase. Like, throw throw the word research on the end. I you, but, but I know what they mean. What do you think about the colloquialism uh, thing in terms of, like, language changing? It's tough because you can make that argument for any dumb thing you say. You can any 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 dumb thing that dumb people say. Do you trust the the the, the Merriam Webster's of the world in terms of like being like, well, this is important. Enough. I mean, I, you it's know, culturally significant. Yeah, you need the, to sell another dictionary. Those were <laughs> those like words that I think are dumb get added all the time. Yeah, I've been watching stuff too. You're not yeah. the only guy who knows how to watch. Oh, okay. I watched. Uh, this is the end. Yes, with Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Craig Robinson, Danny McBride. James Frank. Uh, oh. There you go. And uh, Emma Watts. Emma Watts. Un- yeah. Uh, Emma, is Emma Watts a person, though? Oh, <sighs> no, I'm you're thinking of Naomi Watts. Oh. Yeah. Okay, here's what I wanted to say about this at the end, real quick. It's the best Seth Rogen movie. And it's probably the smartest Jonah Hill comedy. I mean, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street are so funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if it's funnier than them. This is the end is just, I, I love, I love the whole, I love that whole group of people in their relationships. Right. Um, you know, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, um, James Franco. Oh, uh, Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Um, I love all those guys. I love all the movies they make. I, I enjoy watching them. I think they're right. fun. I think they're funny guys. It's very fun. They did a great thing in terms of Seth Rogen's series of movies right. where he's like, let's make a teen sex comedy. Let's make a Christmas movie. Right. Let's make an animated movie. Let's make a blank. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Love it. Love 50-50 with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So great. Oh, it's so good. They're all great. This is the end is the best one. It's okay. so original. The idea of all of them getting famous and becoming like A-list celebrities, a lot of them, right. seriously. Yeah. You know, at the lo- at the lowest, they're at least on incredibly successful sitcoms. Right. Um, the idea of being like, let's make a movie of ourselves where we're making fun of ourselves. Right. We're pretending to be different people. It starts out at the airport. With people making fun of Seth Rogen, They're like do the laugh, and he's like, huh, huh, and he's doing yeah. it. All that stuff, it's crazy. It's it's so high minded, right? The idea that they did it for thirty million, which means no one got paid, right, for the, for the right amount of money. Jonah Hill had already been nominated by an Oscar at that time, right, and it made like one hundred eighteen million, something like that, one hundred twenty five. And uh, the idea of being like, let's do it, we'll do it, in Franco's house. They continue to build the movie as it goes. Yep. There's a new there's a new thing all the time. There's a new part. It always it never feels like it's just sitting there, even though the whole time it's in the same place. So you really get a feel of the aesthetic right. of the film. All the heaven and hell stuff. The idea of that being the backbone of the movie is that the world is ending and some of them are going to heaven, some of them are going to hell. It's so good. It's so like it's I don't I it's so smart. It's hard to even think of other comedies that are that uh meta yeah and that pull it off so well right the improv between mcbride and james franco about jacking off into the magazine yep dude it's it's, fantastic it's so good and like 
I just I just feel like I don't hear people talking about that movie, but to me, like Super Bad is great. But this movie is better than all those movies. Okay. Um just just in terms of concept. Right. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, what's the equivalent if that movie was made in 1980? Who is it? I mean, it's is Belushi around? Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. Maybe Steve Martin, <laughs> right? Right. You know, because it's 45 years ago now. Right. Imagine if we grew up as our, you know, as Chuck and Brad. Right. And we're like, what's this? And then people are like, that's Ghostbusters. It's these people. They right. do this. What's this? And they're like, that's Stripes. And they're like, what's this? Animal House. And what's this? Well, what's this one? Yeah. And they're like, well, it's all those famous comedians from that time. And they all play themselves. Yep. But fictionalized versions but fictionalized of themselves. fictionalized versions of themselves yeah. in this you know, thing where the world ends and some of them are going to heaven, some of them hell. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. And you know about the sequel idea. Yes. Takes they wanted the sequel to take place at the this is the end premiere. Right. And it was a whole nother level of that. Oh, I don't know. When I watched it again, I was like, I think this is one of my favorite comedies. Yeah. It's so funny. It's, and great. it's so good. It's the concept is so good. Even the the super bad reunion in it where they all get back together, all three of them. Right. Michael Sarah being a creep with Rihanna. Yep. Do you remember all of it? Yes, I, I remember. I, I clearly know, but I do remember it. Do you remember? Uh, Plus, you you went through this recap for me like four <laughs> days ago. So Jason Siegel, yeah, like yeah, being on a sitcom is okay, but all the jokes are the same. I come out of the door, yeah. it's frosting all on my face, and people say, Wait, "Where's the birthday cake?" Yeah. And it's Kevin Hart being like, <laughs> "You ate the birthday cake." It's so funny. Yeah. Aziz, yep. he's holding on to Craig Robinson's leg, and he yep. kicks him off, and he says, "I tried to save Aziz." Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is so funny. It's so good. Ah, it's just so well done. I, yeah. I, that's that's my type of comedy, right? Because it's all of them. T- it's all you know these these personalities together, right? Let's call it five or six. They're all in the same place. Right. They all get to shine. They right. all get to be themselves. They all get to play as what they do. Right. But it's a real story that really moves forward and goes in directions that you cannot anticipate. Right. Beautifully done. I love This Is The End. I can't... I think it's probably one of my favorite comedies. I don't know if I would have... And it's weird because before I already felt like I loved it. Right. But now I'm like, top five? Maybe it is. Okay. Anchorman? Pop star. In terms of favorite comedies, right? What are your top five favorite comedies? I don't know. You got you got to give me some time to think about this. Can you can you wrangle it into like these are in the conversation? I mean, you know, Anchorman has got to be one of them. Josie and the Pussycats. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Empire Records. I gotta say, The Princess Diaries. I gotta say, Anchorman is in the conversation. Anchorman is in my top five. Yeah, it's hard if I had to pick between Anchorman and Step Brothers. Right. Those two, Step Brothers is so fucking funny. I haven't watched Step Brothers in a while. I really Ste- have. Step Brothers is. I'm, I'm sh- honestly, it's I'm sure, so I'm sure my five are very similar to your five. Pop star, right? Yeah. Oh, I think this is the end. Oh, I, I, I would be surprised if we had a very different top 10. Like they might be in a different order, but they're probably kind of the same films. Yeah. I, I want to, I wonder, uh, it's funny cause it's hard to like, like, do I think about Ace Ventura? Like that movie was so funny to me when I was a kid. Right. I still think it's funny. Yep. I just, I haven't watched it in a long time. Does it hold up the same way? Yeah, well, it's like that's. I loved Spaceballs as a youth. <laughs> it's not held up as much. Oh, really? No. Is that true? It's, I mean, in terms of my appreciation of it, yes, that's true. Years ago, I made a list of all my favorites. Let me see my top five oh, uh, comedies. Yeah, I, I probably did as well. Uh, I just don't have access to it right now. Ready? Yes, I am. Top L- five. Lay them on me. What do you got? Anchorman. Yep. Pop star. Yep. Ooh. Jackass number two. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yep. Windy City Heat. Very good. That's a good one. 
22 Jump Street, which I do think might be funnier than uh, 21 Jump the Benjamin Street. Benjamin Hill scene. Super bad. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Mm, that's it's, it's funny because that's a great movie. Right. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yep. That's a tough one. Borat. Yep. James on the Bob Strike Back. There's just a lot. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of good to think that's, about. That's why they uh, uh, talked about controversial Man. opinions. I don't want to list my top five comedies. Not, this, this is not listed, but think about this. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yep. The early Adam Sandler movies. Yep. Oh, Tommy, horrible bosses. Tommy so Boy. Funny. Tommy Boy. Yeah. Wow. Wedding Crashers is so funny. We're spoiled for good comedies. That's my boy is so funny. Oh, you piece of shit. Man, it's hard. It's that's tough. Wayne's World. Yeah, that's a hard one. You didn't do. I was it you that prefers Wayne's World two to Wayne's World? Um, it's not that I prefer it. It's not that I prefer Wayne's World two to Wayne's World. Wayne, it, a lot of times I feel like the case is that the first one is really good and right. presents a cool world and a good story and a funny basis. Yeah, and the sequel, since all that stuff is out of the way, right? They get to do way more fun and games. You can and just stretching live in the world, the world yeah. and playing with it. Just like Austin Powers 1 versus Austin Powers 2. Right. Austin Powers 2 is so funny. Yeah. Ace Ventura 2 is so funny. Yep. But it's because there's this groundwork that they don't have the responsibility of laying anymore. Right. So it's tough. It's it's tough to it's tough for me to pick. Um yeah, so I also watched um Zombieland 2. Right. Did you watch that? I did not. They open with a cool uh idea of like how to set up the characters and like just do the slow motion stuff. I got to be honest, don't like to be negative on the podcast. Right. It feels a little empty. Okay. And I really liked Zombieland. Right. I remember. I almost want to watch it again to be like, is it that different? Um, But it just feels like there's a pretty small story. Okay. There's really only one storyline in terms of like, here's what we're trying to do. Right. And it just doesn't feel like there's that much to it. Okay. They run into a group and this has been widely publicized. Right. That's similar to them. It's almost like mirror images of them. Right. And it feels like there's no reason for it. Okay. And it feels very small and quick and almost like, wouldn't it be funny if they ran into people that were similar to them and it's, then it's just done? Right. I wish I wish there was a lot more to it. Right. Rosario Dawson's in it. Luke Wilson is in it. Yep. Tom Middleditch is in it. Um, and uh, there's some good parts. Nice. There's definitely a bunch of good parts. Worth a watch. Yeah. Um, everyone in it does a good job. It's funny because the little girl in the first one is so not a little girl anymore right. that she feels like a way different character. Yeah, they kind of treat her like she's like oh she's growing up, but it's like I'm like oh that's a that's an old woman, <laughs> <laughs> like that's an old woman, but like doesn't feel the same. But uh, worth a watch, right? I'd like to watch the first one again, and then uh, finally, not a movie. After we finish the Sopranos, yes. By the way, tell me what you think about this, and I know this is dumb. Oh, good. But tell me it's good. Okay. I thought about the idea of doing a podcast. Okay. Me and you. Yep. We can tell everybody beforehand this is for a specific audience, and if you don't want to listen to it, that's okay. Okay. And I thought about the idea of me telling you the whole story of The Sopranos, the whole series. Sure. But And it's funny because I know from a filmmaking standpoint, you're losing so much. You're right. losing the actors. Yep. You're losing the, the specific dialogue. Yep. You're losing the direction. You're losing the... The, the visuals, up, the yeah. anticipation, the visuals, the story. You're losing all that stuff and all you're getting are essentially story beats. Right. But it still kind of would be fun if I talked to you about it. Right. Do you think it'd be fun or do you think it'd just be dumb because there'd be so many characters by the end? Oh, I think it would be like impossible to keep track of. <laughs> yeah, like this is a... Uh, 
Bobby Bacchieri. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, yeah. who's that? Tell me. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I really wanted to, but I do think it's kind of dumb. All right. Um, watch. We watched Sopranos. Gina and I watched the entire series of Sopranos. Amazing. I loved it so much. I, I almost feel like I could watch it again right now. Wow. Okay. There's a hole in our life from like, you know, we used to, every day we used to watch Sopranos, like two episodes. Not every right. day, but most days. And so I'm like, Gina's like, what should we do? And I'm like, if we really want to fill that hole, we should find another drama. Right. That's as highly rated. And my pitch was Breaking Bad. Right. And Gina's like, I don't know. I don't care about drugs. I don't care about, you know, it has a specific look to it. Sopranos is kind of like a gangster movie yeah. with the backdrop of family life. Yeah. And I think that's more attractive to her as like a setting. Right. Uh, as an atmosphere. And this is like a little, seems a little bit more grimy. Okay. And, I, and one day I was like, you want to just watch the pilot and see what you think? And she's like, sure. And the next day we watched it two and three. And now we're on season two, episode two. Nice. Um, there's only seven episodes of the first season. Right. Oh, it's so good. Breaking Bad is so good. I've never nice. watched it before. And I'm like, let's just watch all of Sopranos and Breaking Bad. That's awesome. We get this like, you know, you know, we, we've basically watched two of the top dramas ever produced for television. Right. They're both in the top five. Yeah. Um, and so we're watching it and we're loving it. Good. I'm glad. It's great. Oh, man. You ever, how much of you watch the first four episodes? Yeah, I think so. Oh, God. Too good. Years ago. Years ago. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it so much. Good. I, I just, it's really, really fun. Um, and really, besides that stuff, that's pretty much it. The only thing going on with me is that, uh, you know, I'm upgrading my camera setup. Yes. And I'm, I would decide I need to buy a car. Yes. Because my car had reached 154,000 miles. Yep. <laughs> the Chevy Traverse from 2009. And uh, the check engine light kept coming on. It sure did. Brought it in to get it fixed. Came back on. Brought it, got fixed again. Came back on. Continued to happen. And I'm like, man, this is going to be hard to get rid of. And eventually the, the costs of fixing are going to really add up. Right. So uh, I got a new car. I don't know if that's fun to talk about on the podcast, though. I, you know, I mean. I mean, you know, it's it's somewhat of a milestone, right? It's a milestone because it's my first car loan. Right. I, oh, I've owned a house since 2011. Yeah. 2011, 2012. Right after, you know, it's between, yeah. it's the final week of December of 2011. Right. Um, so, you know, I've had a mortgage since then, but I've never had a loan on anything. Right. I've never had a school loan or a car loan. I always looked at life like, let me save up a couple thousand dollars and I'll buy a kind of a car that's like not amazing. Right. And I'll drive it around and whatever. But um, when all the coronavirus stuff was making car uh, dealerships advertise 0% APR, right. which is like your interest rate per year, um, I was like, oh, maybe I should look into getting a newer car. I wonder if the fact that the resale value would be higher right. and there'd be so many less repairs, I wonder what the difference in price would be. And I made this big spreadsheet because I'm a big spreadsheet nerd. You sure are. <clears throat> and I added up the cost, my estimated cost of everything. And it seems like it might be similar. Yeah. Buying a newer used car. Right. As opposed like, to... Like, like, yeah. a, like a one or two year old car versus buying like an eight year old, nine year old car. Right. Which is what I usually do. I'm wondering if the resale value at the end will be higher and the repairs will be so low cost, yeah. that it will even out overall in terms of the life of the car and how right. much I spend. So we're going to find out if it is. Um, I just got a, you know, a 2019 Chevrolet Equinox for way less than what it's worth. It's a nice car. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> the newer the new ones are like $27,000. And I got this car for like more than $10,000 less than that. Right. Um, 
So I have a car loan for the first time. And Brad knows I don't make a lot of money. Nope. I don't have a lot of money. Nope. I don't make a lot of money. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of a new responsibility. Right. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at saving. I'm yes. really good at spending a small good, amount of yeah, money. Good I'm very at budgeting. cheap. I'm very frugal. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, annoyingly so. I pinch every penny I find just, like, just for fun. Literally. Look at that yeah. Um, so I think I can stay on top of it. And yeah, make I, sure think that I, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I hope I can. Uh, I'd like to pay it off early, whatever I have right. to do. Uh, I just want to make sure I make all the right decisions financially because... Um, no, I'm psyched about this this car because I know it's it's frustrating to have to continue to take a car in for uh, service. And yeah, uh, then they're like, no, it's fixed. And you're like, no, it's not. And I'll say so. this, and I'm not going to name names, right? but there's basically, in my eyes, yep. there's at least two types of mechanics. Right. One type, and then this is discounting the fact that some of them are scam artists. Right. There's one type of mechanic who says, your check engine light's on, you have four error codes, we're going to fix them all, it's $800 to fix. Right. That's mechanic number one. Right. Tell me about mechanic number two. Mechanic number two says, you get some error codes coming up, eh, I think if we fix one of these things, the other ones will be fine, yeah. it won't come up again, $75. Right. And then it does, the check engine light comes back on. Right. You bring it back in and they're like, eh, let's, let's fix another one. $100. Yep. You go up, comes back, eh, another one, $250. And the second type, yep. I prefer when they're a block away from my house and I can walk there to pick up my That's car. That's true. That helps. Because I can walk there, drop it off at night, pick it up right. the next day. But uh, man, um, yeah, so as anyway, but I don't want to do that all the time. Right. And my car, like I said, 150,000 miles, it was shaking a good amount when yes. I drove. Yes, it was. So did I we ever, to, Did we ever figure out the windshield wipers on the on that car? I switched them. You bought me windshield That's wipers. Right. I eventually you bought the right ones. Oh, good. But you didn't take off this tab oh, that needs okay. to, that that basically could be missing from the windshield wiper. Right. But when you took off the old one, yep. it was still there. Ah, okay. Good yeah, to so know. This, this isn't a this isn't a good ending and topic it, for the podcast. Yeah, I'm just happy those wipers worked out. This isn't a good ending for the podcast. I got a I got a, a new used car. Well, you know what? We need to go back and check your lactose stats. Oh yeah, that's how we're gonna close to this. See, we're gonna see uh, how many people have such experienced a ridiculous. This. I'm lactose. I'm lactose. All right, so, so let's see. Let's get the vote. You ready for? You want to do a vote? Um, not really. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, all right, ready? Yes. On Facebook. Okay, what do we got? Um, one person made a joke, didn't say yes or no. Next person said yes, they've heard that. Okay. Next person said yes. Then the next person said, funk that noise, brah. Okay, I'm, uh, that's a no. Mm. The next one said, I prefer lactose incapable. That's Craig. Uh, the next one was condo. Nope, nope. Um, next one didn't acknowledge it. Okay. Um. Then someone said, I have a long-standing friend who, pr who proudly refers to himself as a lactoad. Didn't no, really answer. No. Then someone else said, I am milk. Then uh, Kyle Balagarin, who, uh, who video edits our podcast every right. other week, says, I heard I'm gluten-free a lot when I worked at Whole Foods from either a person who buys things that are gluten-free, thinking they're healthy for them, not really having celiac, celiac disease is the only real reason to buy stuff without gluten. That's true. So, however, it's not anybody saying I'm gluten. Right. Right. Okay. So okay. we're at, we're at two and uh, two for for Chuck's uh, argument that that's the cool new way to say it. <laughs> and I I'm sticking with funk that noise bra mm. as a, as a no. So you're still ahead. Someone said on Twitter, "No, that's funny though." 
Okay. That's one for Brad. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's see. All right. Instagram. This is a tiebreaker. Let's All see right. what it is. We're at two and two. Um, Kirsten Marie um, says, as a bartender and server, I've heard it. Oh, I should have known. Someone said, heard people say, I'm a lactard. No joke. Oh, I don't like that. Hey, I have a joke. You tell me if this is funny. Oh, boy. Ready? Okay. You know, all this time I thought they were saying libtart. <laughs> is that a good joke? I mean, you follow it up. It's a good start. Do you think it's funny? Yeah. I think it's funny. Um, okay. Someone said, um, the variation I heard once is I'm a lactose. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll put that somewhere in the middle. Someone said, I have heard people say this. Oh, I don't like that. Come Someone on. Someone made a joke about... Um, Lacking toes. Yep. Then someone else... Oh, Melissa, when she said they got the sugar one, Yep. she said no. She hasn't all heard right. this. That's three. Um, then the breast cancer thing. Yep. That's it. That's all of them. All right. We got four people saying they've heard it and three that haven't. So... <laughs> wow. Wow. I admit that in the social circles you run in... Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh-oh. I got replies to my story that I didn't see. Oh, my goodness. Let's chat podcast... Let's chat with Chris Revel. Yep. Friend podcast. He put yup oh, to my story. Rats. Uh, you're killing me, Revel. Um another person said, I have never heard in my life. I've never heard it called just lactose. All right. That's another one. I like that person. Um I have heard people then someone said, I have heard people say I am lactose and referring to being lactose intolerant. Ugh, gross. People are weird, man. They sure are. Some people call the remote a clicker. Well. I mean, I've also heard that. All right. So what's the final count? Six to four. Chuck wins. I think uh, it might be five to four because I think that that person also commented somewhere else. All right. Um, let's see. Nope. They didn't. Six to four. Six to four. Wow. It's a common phrase. I'm lactose. <laughs> I mean, now it, it's it's so many things enter our vernacular because yeah. we think they're like a little silly. I know. And so we say them ironically and then they just become a thing we say. I know. That's, that's one of the things. It's like... A and then we meet new people and have to explain to them, like, no, we don't actually think it. We we don't actually think you say I'm lactose. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We don't actually think that. We just think it's silly that people do say that. Yeah, that's one of my biggest examples. I think the biggest examples in my life of that phenomenon are prick yep. and titties. Yeah, where it's like. We used to think, oh, it's so weird that people say like... I still think it's prick. weird. I still don't like either of them. Prick or titties. Yeah. And then we started saying it to be funny. Right. And then it's just what we... The words we use. No, Are there other not. ones you know? Um, I, I say jizz a lot. Like yeah. I say like... I know. I'm like, oh my God, I just jizzed. Yeah. Like like the other day, uh, Laura Fonzo, Buns and Bites. Yep. She 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 was like, uh, like they're giving away free donuts at Ali's Donuts. And yep. I was like, oh my God, don't make me jizz. Yeah. Like and I, to me, that's like... I really like that. Right. <laughs> but to other people, like she thinks that's funny. Yeah. But like to other people, yeah, they, don't they might it. be like, you just, you yes. just jizzed? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I like that though. Yeah. I think it's a good way to express myself. Hey, you know, it's about self-expression. So I agree. I approve. Well, that was a fun little uh, mixed bag of an episode. Yeah, we were. Because uh, Chuck and Brad uh, were lactose. Jumping and jiving. <laughs> yeah. I think you can say jump and jive. Shouldn't say shuck and jive though. Why not? Uh, because it has to do with... Um, like minstrel shows, yeah. Like that's it's racially problematic language. That's something I learned this week. Jive is shuck and jive. Is jive though? Uh, I, you know what? I don't know. It was so just an article the, that I don't was know if like it's the shuck or the jive. I I don't. It might be one. It might but be jump one. Jive is okay. I I don't know. Jump jive to me is from the the cherry poppin' daddy song. Jumpin' jiving. No, no, it's uh jump jiving whale. Yeah. 
No, that's it's, later. It, all right. Jump and jive in. Then, and you really got to jump and jive in. Right. Oh, wait. Is that the Cherry Pop and Daddy? I thought so. I'm thinking of Brian Setzer. Yeah. It might be Brian Setzer. In any event, um, shuck and jive, thumbs down. Jump, jive, I'm not sure yet. Wow. So, yeah, we're learning. We're always learning. So, that's like prick for us. It just became part of the vernacular. Yes. What about when someone says, jip me out of something? Uh, thumbs down. Don't You don't want to say that. I don't understand that. You know that? You tell me a gypsy is a, is a race? Yeah. It would have of what? Like the Romani. Romani. I don't know. Like Romans? R-O-M-A-N-Y. Is Romans or no? No. Romani is a different Roman? I mean, maybe descended for moments. I, I, don't, I don't have the answer. I just know you're not supposed to say gyp in that gypsy. context. I always thought that gypsy was a profession. I thought so too for a long time. And like... Now it's a Roman. Romani. No, not Roman. It's a Romani. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit Roman. <laughs> what are you going to say? Um, but yeah. Uh, all right. That's, that we're, we're continuing to learn and grow. That's, I saw a that's clip important. of Conan O'Brien this week. Okay. And uh, uh, he said something. He met these kids outside of his show, a live show. Right. And he's like, oh, he's like, you guys came here? He's like, yeah, we drove for 30 hours, blah, blah. Right. He's like, yeah, he's like, my friend Jude me out of tickets. <sighs> he said that to Conan O'Brien while they were being filmed. Wow. Yeah, that's not cool. It's crazy. Yeah. And Conan was like, okay. And he said, and he, you know, he brought right. a lot of attention to it. Yeah. Um, but man, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, well. That is. Um, well, folks out there, thank you for, uh, thank you for those of you who wrote into Chuck's stories. You can check them out on social media at Discount Chuck. Yeah, you might be part of an episode. Yeah, you can check me out on social media at Brad Rohr, B-R-A-D-R-O-H-R-E-R. -R -R. Mm -hmm. Like uh, like the Chuck and Brad podcast on Facebook. Um, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, thank you all so much for listening and or watching. We appreciate it. Um, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com or find the email link at chuckandbradpodcast.com. That's right. That's all I've got. That's all I got. Deuces. Deuces.